So what you doing? All right. Welcome to another episode of After Dinner. We are doing a After Mother's Day special here in the kitchen with my mother. Hi. <laughs> they can't hear you. Hi. <laughs> we are talking about cinnamon rolls. And I hope that you guys had a good Sunday and that you all had a good Mother's Day. I know I had a good day because my child is at his other grandmama's house. So hallelujah. I got to have him over there. We got a break. <laughs> so he's he's able to torture her and uh, terrorize her. So tonight we're just going to talk about cinnamon rolls. Now, one thing about my company, when I first started out, I did strictly cakes. Um, and hello to Facebook land. Hello, Facebook live. No makeup on today, so don't try to crack me. But anyway, so I started off with doing cakes, and uh, I did cupcakes. I was, you know, selling them to different barbershops. Then I ended up doing slices of cake when my mother retired and moved up here to Birmingham, Alabama. And she was helping me to slice the cake, package them, and to, you know, send them to different restaurants here in Birmingham. And... As we start dabbling into the farmer's markets, one morning, well, one week, uh, we were doing, well, we used to do Huntsville Farmer's Market. And one week, the market manager called me and she was like, hey, um, do you guys do any breakfast uh, pastries? And I was like, well, you know, let me look into that and I see if my mama can do it. So that is the door that swung open that flew open for her to start doing more pastries so she does the cinnamon roll she does the cookies she does the fried pies and she will go ahead and dabble and do um different pies if you need her to do them so tonight we are talking to the cinnamon roll lady the cookie <laughs> lady the fry pie lady she is the lady that everybody wants her treats they love the fried pies they love the peach the apple, they're starting to love the uh, chocolate. They're starting to like the coconut. She did coconut this past weekend. They really, really like that. So, oh yeah, they did. Oh, okay. They like that. So, fried pecan pie. Oh, and they love the fried pecan pie. I meant to tell you, um, somebody put an order in for eight. What? Fried pecan pie for uh oh for not for this Friday, but for next. Friday when we do gasping. I'm glad you told me that. I got to go shake off a pecan tree to find some pecans. Mm-hmm. So she um does the pecan pies and somebody wants eight. So you might as well do 20 because they're going to want them. But I'm going to let you talk about cinnamon rolls. This is the after dinner special. What made you start doing cinnamon rolls? Well, I was never really a baker. I remember and that. And the only thing I knew how to bake was some cornbread, but I always thought I would like to bake. Now, cakes is not my specialty. I mean, I like something that you can, it don't have to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you can hide it with something. That's and where so, I get that from. And she get <laughs> mad at me because I well, like she, doing cakes. And if I have something where I can hide it with the flour, well, I'm going to hide okay. it with the flour. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just felt like, you know, I would... Look, I felt like I could complete my cooking by learning how to bake more. 
So, um, like I said, I didn't want to do a cake. Now, I, I knew I could do a pie, you know, because it's easy, you know, they just dump everything in it. But mm -hmm. I wasn't perfected with the crust, but that's another story with the pie. But anyway, I, uh, after working at the uh, Jefferson in the hospital, and uh, I decided to try my hand at baking there because even though it was commercial like it was a lot of it was coming out of the box but you have a way of fixing it up where everybody would think you put your own little spin on it so I dabbled with that and I said mm, I believe I can do this so I just started researching it and I felt like if I can learn how to bake with a cinnamon roll which required yeast and that is a task and uh, I said, if I can conquer that, then I feel like I can. I'm a baker, <laughs> so yes. that's what made me. Oh, so that's what. That's how you felt like you could be a baker because you felt like it was something simple. I felt like I I could be. Yeah, no, not simple. Baking, well, understanding baking and how it goes with other than cakes and other and start doing other pastries. I felt like, you know, if I could conquer that, then I felt like I, you know, I was really good at cooking. By completing the baking part of the already, what I already knew about cooking other than cornbread. Yeah. So that's what made me try my free hand. And of course, being retired, then you got, you know, free time to experiment and do things like that. Yeah. So, you on your break now? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. So um, once I came up here to be with Kenya, and I felt like that was a product that could really uh, was sell because everybody likes cinnamon rolls, uh, and I just started, you know, tasting different cinnamon rolls and trying to figure out what the way I wanted my cinnamon roll to taste. I didn't want a cinnamon roll to taste like a biscuit, so every recipe that I looked at it felt like that's a biscuit I don't want that I don't want a biscuit <laughs> so dabbling can you dabbling that and finally I found a recipe that I really like and it tasted like the cinnamon roll you might get from a, a pastry shop so with that then I just started experimenting and understanding how to work with with uh, what's it, yeast and mm -hmm. uh, flour, and you know, doing all this and everything that they tell you what to do, uh, it was just a challenge. But it was a challenge that is, if I could conquer this step, then I felt like, yay, you know, I mastered something. So once I, um, it took me like what two, three years. To finally get a recipe that I like, okay. simply easy, sort of easy, but I can put my twist on it and it becomes still a good product and it still come out like it's supposed to. So. Yeah, and that's the thing about um, you know, doing pies and cinnamon rolls, like she said, you really 
like, okay, with the cake, especially in the times that we're living right now, you have to be like almost perfect when it comes to decorating a cake because people want their cake to look like the magazine cakes. And sometimes the magazine cakes don't even look like the magazine cakes because there's so many filters and people hide stuff. Um, I've had teachers to tell me that you can put a flower right here and hide it, or you can do like a little design right here and hide whatever mistake. So definitely when you're making something like cinnamon rolls and cookies and pies and stuff like that, you can go ahead and um, it's easier to hide. So um, I never knew that. I never knew that's what it was about the cinnamon rolls. I really didn't know why she started doing cinnamon rolls for real. I just know that one day I asked her to just do a few little simple pastries and then all of us, <laughs> she started doing more than just a few pastries. So it was, it was really funny that she just started getting to it. But what made you get into the fried pies? Uh, well, uh, as we started doing the far farmer's markets, um, you know, most of the time we were the only bakers there. Yeah. Uh, most of the time. Mm -hmm. And most of the bakers that, that were there, they were doing breads and cookies, but they were really like, you remember the Amish, the Amish people uh -huh. that were there? And you know, most of the recipe, like their, their recipes are like, oh my goodness, you know, everybody, they, they are considered one of the, one of the old fashioned type baker people, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, um, but I um, started looking at, well, I know I can't make no bread. Well, I tried bread, but it didn't come out right. But um, I uh, just started looking at the farmer's market and see what was out there and what we can have different other than just cakes. Yeah. And what people had been asking, it was, was asked about, uh, asked me, do I have this or do y'all do this or do that? And I said, no. And I'd be saying, hmm, you know. So... It comes from starting at the farmer's market and just seeing what people was really wanting to see at a farmer's market. So that's mm -hmm. why I started with the cinnamon rolls and then dabble into it. And cook, oh, my cookies now. Really with the cookies, I know I could do the cookies because it goes back to when I was working at the Shepherdson in Atlanta. Even though they had uh, the cookie dough, it was uh, already ready-made cookie dough. It was a high-end cookie dough. It wasn't like Pillsbury, you pop out the can or anything like that. It was high-end cookie dough. Uh, what is it? Uh, Davison's, uh, the other brand names, high-end brand names. And all I would have to do was put them on the pan and bake them. But the thing about it, I found out when I was at uh, in the, at the uh, Shepherd Center, my cookies always stood out versus the other ladies' Who had the turn at baking the cookies? That's and true. when they had the when they come to, of course, when they come to the coffee shop, which I was in, it was run of the coffee shop startup coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And when they come to the coffee shop and they be wanting to buy cookies, they look at my cookies and say, or look at the cookies, and they say, oh, Miss Evelyn didn't cook the cookies. Or Miss e those are not Miss Evelyn's cookies, because I like. I like soft cookies. I like things to look pretty and inviting. And that's what I learned that if you, your stuff don't look pretty and inviting, nobody wants to eat it. Right. So, so that's what, you know, 
I learned from the chef center about, you know, doing your food. So what did you ask me about the cinnamon rolls again? Oh. <laughs> but she got off track. Yeah. But going back to, uh, I just started seeing what people was asking for at the farmer's market. And I started looking up things that I thought would sell at the farmer's market. And frankly, I didn't know anything about the fried pies that much because we didn't grow up. We call them uh, jack pies. At home when I was growing up, and we North Carolina, like, yeah, <laughs> North Carolina, and they a lot of people call them uh, sweet potato jacks or apple jacks, and they were fried in you know a lot of little oil. Well, we didn't use lard back then, <laughs> but uh, and uh, you know I just remember that. But being at the farmers market, the customers that you have want things that they remember when they were growing up. That's the kind of food they'd be looking for. Right. So far is bakery is when it comes to baked goods. They'd be looking for the old fashioned things, you know, what their grandmas used to make or this and that. And I mm -hmm. started dabbling and see what that was and I found out fried pies, especially here in Alabama. They really like the fried pies. So yeah, that's a big thing here. When we do farmers markets, mm -hmm. a lot of people love fried pies. Now, one thing I will say about cakes, people do like cakes, but different neighborhoods mm -hmm. like different things. Like you have some neighborhoods they just want cakes, but then you have some neighbor neighborhoods they just want fried pies. Mm -hmm. And right. then you have some, it's so weird. They like they like only peanut butter cookies or only oatmeal raisin, but they don't want to deal with the chocolate chip. And then you got some people that they don't want chocolate, but they want something else like a lemon or a lime. And so with her, like when I started this journey, I just really started it just wanting to do strictly cakes. But I will say that she is a great asset to the company because she put a twist. <laughs> she put a twist on selling um, different items. Because, you know, some people don't want to handle a big cake or a big slice of cake. You know, some people don't mind, but then some people just like, I just want a little a little taste. I don't want too much. Mm -hmm. So that's where cinnamon rolls and cookies and fried pies come in at. And I know she has dabbled into ketos. I'm sure those ketos donuts are better. So much better than the keto cheesecake that I did, mm -hmm. which remember, you guys, I am going to do a part two to the keto cheesecake. Hey, Robert Reese, how is coach doing? Let me know in my inbox and tell him I said hi. He probably don't remember me, <laughs> but tell him I said hi. But um, the keto's cake, uh, we are going to do a part two with D. We are going to do the ethyl sugar. We're gonna do that so we can do it better this time. I introduced you and she, oh yeah, I had, look, I had already told them that you had got on to me about using that stevia, and I should use the ethyl sugar because that will be uh, um, a much better taste. She noticed because she's a diabetic, and she knows her sugar substitution, so she is into using you know certain sugar substitution that's going to taste good for desserts. So anything else you would like to add before we end the live and the um Well thank you for having me. I never thought I would do a what is it? A podcast. A podcast. A podcast, <laughs> podcast, podcast. But thank you and hopefully uh I get a chance to do another one. 
<laughs> she's and look the next time she's gonna have to speak a little louder because somebody yeah. said she was um she didn't speak that low. Now there's another baker on here. She said equal tastes better. How you feel about equal? Well, I find that it depends on what you want to use your equal for. Uh in my dabbling into using sugar substitutes, like I said, being a diabetic. I find that it depends on what you're baking as to what substitute you really need. Because when I started baking with sugar substitute, um, I started off with equal and I started off with Splendor. And with Splendor, if I bake something, say for example, I wanted to cook a cake mm -hmm. using a substitute. No, you gotta say bake cake. Bake cake? Mm-hmm. Bake cake? Not say cook, because cooking is like putting on stuff. Oh, yeah. Stuff. I'm, okay, I'm sorry, because I'm still a savory cooker. I'm not, I mean, I've still used that terminology. Mm -hmm. But baking, like baking cakes, mm -hmm. um, then I tried to bake a cake, a sugar-free cake, and use Splendor or Equal. The texture didn't come out like I wanted to. The taste wasn't like I wanted to be because it had that, you can tell it was a, a sugar substitute cake, cake. And being a diabetic, and like all diabetics that I've talked to, and we all agree, we still want that sugar taste. And we want it to be as close to the sugar taste as it can, can be. So... It depends on what you're baking. If you're baking a muffin, it's all right to use an equal. But if you're baking a cake, I, me personally, I would not use equal. I found that a sugar blend, you have to have a little bit of sugar in there for that texture to come out like you want it to come out for those layer of cakes. But if you're making a muffin or something like that, you know, that, it, that's fine. So it just depends on what you want to cook as to what substitute, uh, sugar substitute you use now. That's that's what I have found from experimenting myself now. Somebody else might be totally different. But for me, that's the way it goes for me. And thank you, Suzette, for asking that yeah. question. That's another baker sister of mine. We've been rocking with each other for about three years now. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that question. And my mother said something that really stuck out um with it being sugar and when it comes to a cake different sugars and different flours will bring out different textures and different cakes now the thing that i had to learn that if i take a, a, a recipe that i've been using for a while and i decide to use a different type of sugar because sometimes the grains are bigger and sometimes the grains are, are smaller and I use it, it makes the texture different. And sometimes it may make it, you know, shrink or sink. And so sometimes when you decide to use a substitution, you can't always say, well, I'm going to use this original recipe and put this different type of sugar or different type of flour in it and expect to get the same results. And so that's what my mother was saying. Now, I'm going to tell you this. She'll do more research than me. I will let you know. You want a researcher? That's the one right there <laughs> to talk to. She will research it. Um, she also I, find, I find that, you know, you research a recipe and the, basically they're saying the same thing, but it's, 
the techniques that got some of them are add an extra step that don't need to be because it's the same recipe but a shorter step or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's why I researched to find out if I can, if they're saying the same thing and I can condense it to into a simpler form for myself. So that's why, you know, the research is really good. Now, she also mm -hmm. said, what was the sugar blend you used? What's the sugar blend you used again? Uh, Splendor Sugar Blend is is good. Uh, it's Splendor and Sugar. And mm -hmm. that vein's a good texture if you're baking layer cakes. Because uh, it 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 has it doesn't have that aftertaste. And the texture is pretty good on yeah. that. And... Uh, now, what would you say if somebody say, hey, I heard Splenda is bad for digestion, like the system to digest my sugar. What other sugar would you request? Like, what would you say you stand by and um, still taste good? Now, like I was telling Kenya uh, this last year, I've been doing my research about other sugars because I wanted to get away from the equal and the Splenda because like when you're using the equal and the Splenda, they still have that aftertaste to it and it's I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So you have to add, a, to get the aftertaste out of that, I found that you put a little honey or something like that, mm -hmm. and that'll cut down that aftertaste of the Splendor and the Eagle. So I did my research again, and I found this about the erythrol sugar and the exotol sugars. So when I started using the erythrol sugar, it does not, and monk, monk fruit, so I researched that and found out the you know the benefits of how it do blood sugars and things like that, and mm -hmm. found out where you buy it, and I used it. And true enough, it does not for me it does not use that aftertaste. You you got to use the right balance, but it doesn't use a, it doesn't have that aftertaste in uh, the product. So um, the ethanol is good. With the acetol, you have to be careful with the acetol because acetol can give you diarrhea, humorous diarrhea, and it's also not good for your pets. It can kill your pets if they taste it, I mean, mm. if they eat it. So you have to be careful with the acetol. I really like the acetol because its aftertaste is non more non-existent than the erythritol. Erythritol is good. Mm -hmm. But I like the extol better, but you have to be careful. So I wouldn't use that on product because that's not good, you know, for my customers if they happen to, you know, get that. And I've seen the extol. Yeah, the extol is they sell especially in Whole Foods. I've seen yeah, that. Whole Foods. Uh, well, uh, Walmart have it. Yeah, they have it also. Uh, but uh, that's the substitutes that I'm going. I'm using now. Extol. Uh, Erythritol and monk fruit. Right. Those are the sub three substitutes I would use. Uh, also, um, what is it? Coconut sugar for diabetics. Are we talking about for diabetics? Uh huh. We're okay. talking about for diabetics. For diabetics, the coconut sugars are real good for diabetics. The coconut sugar, the only thing you don't use that for everything because coconut sugar is like a brown sugar. Mm -hmm. So, unless you want a brown sugar tasting layer cake, which is that's good too. And the only thing I would use coconut sugar is cookies. When I use my cookies, when I use a low, low carb, low sugar cookie, mm -hmm. I use the coconut sugar. 
So I hope you guys been taking notes. She is the <laughs> fried pie lady, the cinnamon roll lady, the cookie lady. And as you see, she is the researcher. So if you have any questions about any diabetic sugars or uh, how to make things still taste good when you're not using as much sugar, she is definitely the one to talk to. And she made the cinnamon rolls. She always makes the cinnamon rolls. Uh, Miss Michelle, I think that's you giving all the hearts. This is your cinnamon roll, oh. lady. <laughs> and every time I'm at the farmer's market, they're like, this tastes like somebody grandmama made this. And they always say, you must got a grandma in the basement making cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, well, she is a grandmother because she's my child's grandmother. So I guess, you know, yeah, it's a grandmother making cinnamon rolls. But I'm so happy to have her on board, have her on my team. I'm so happy that she decided to do this podcast and do the YouTube live, I mean, the uh, Facebook live. Um, I actually told her that we were doing this like, I think I told her we was doing this like an hour ago. So she wasn't prepared. She didn't know what to do. Usually we have D on here, but I decided to give D a break, which he don't really need a break because I'm sure he'd rather be over here sipping on some wine <laughs> but i had no desserts for him to sample so i said well let's bring on the cinnamon roll lady let's bring on the other half of my company because you know it's after mother's day she is my mother she is also um the grandmother to my child so i thought this would be a perfect way to come on and um even though it's a day after mother's day at least have her on to talk about you know how she contributes to the business herself and I am so thankful for her. Mm. She be in the kitchen in my way. But yeah. <laughs> she in my way too. <laughs> but people still rather have the fried pies and the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Cause when, when I tell you when she's missing in action, they be asking about her. They <laughs> act like I have put her somewhere in the dungeon if they don't, if they do not see her and they only see me, they're only worried about her. And it's so funny though, because me becoming a mother, you know, when the mother, they don't see the child, they're like, where's the child? Where's the child? Well, in this case, if they don't see my child, they're asking, where's the child? What have you done with them? And if they don't see my mama, where's your mother? What have you done? Well, these people are literally worried about her and be thinking about her 24 7 me i am out of the picture i am just a vessel <laughs> that carries the both of them but they don't care about me but it's okay though because <laughs> it's all love but thank you guys for tuning in i think the next time i go facebook live i'll make sure i put on some makeup because my face looks swollen but anyway but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Miss Michelle, for supporting. Thank you always, all yes. of you all, for supporting the business. Thank you. Thank you and supporting we her. Appreciate and, it. And we appreciate it. And Velvet Cake will be growing because of you guys. And in uh, for the podcast, please look into the description. I'm going to link my website. I'm going to link my uh, YouTube video and also my Facebook business page definitely go to my facebook business page it's strictly business over there my personal page is something else but anyway thank you guys for tuning in with me tonight definitely check our advertisement on the joe lockett show definitely check out the advertisement on the youtube and i will see you guys the next time